This is the Lucy Beatrix podcast. Thanks for tuning in. On my show, I talk about all kinds of stuff from my past life as a fashion model where I was on the covers of magazines to my life now as a competitive athlete where I run fast and far, breaking the tapes at races here in New York City. On previous episodes of my show, I've shared with you all my training tips or how I managed to go from having no athletic background to breaking 17 minutes in the 5K or running 34, 37 in the 10K, as well as breaking three in the marathon on my very first try. These times are pretty competitive in the running world. And while they came from training hard, it's not training alone that led me to where I am today. And that's what this show is about, or rather motivation, where it comes from, as well as how addiction plays a role in my athletic dreams. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Stay tuned. It's going to be a great show. Have you ever wanted to run with me in person? Do you live in New York City? Well, good news. You can because I host a community run every other Thursday at the Fix Studio on 23rd and 7th Avenue here in New York. We do it at 6.30 p.m. It's three easy miles. Truly, there is no pace too slow. All paces welcome. So register in the link in my bio, and I hope to see you there. Hey, guys. Welcome back to my show. This is going to be really conversational. I'm kind of freestyling. There are no bullet points. There's no script. It's just me talking about addiction, of all things, my favorite topic, and running, my other favorite topic, because those go hand in hand for me as someone, quote unquote, in recovery. Um, You might have noticed that I haven't really talked about my day count recently. I haven't talked about where I am in my recovery. I used to make a lot of episodes about those milestones. I used to talk a lot about um, all of the time that I've accumulated sober. And uh, yeah, that was a big part of my identity for two and a half years. That's what I talked about when, when I talked about running, literally. Um, because the two go hand in hand. I, If you don't know my story, I had wrote, written about it in Tracksmith's Meter um, about a year ago where I had gotten sober in 2019, May 13, 2019 exactly. And um, from then on, I got really serious about running. And before I knew it, my times got very competitive because I truly put all the time and energy that I used to put into my drinking and um, navigating everything that came with drinking, which was a lot of hard work, honestly, to like manage this functioning addiction that I had into training. So I basically traded um, all the time and energy that I put into one thing and put it towards something good. So I took it from something negative like drinking and then put it towards training hard and being um, responsible in that way. And sure enough, it really worked out for me and my times got really good and I accredited it all to getting sober. So yeah, that was basically my narrative for a while and it still is part of my narrative, but that has shifted and changed um, because I've learned a lot in my recovery um, process that is very humbling and it's almost hard to talk about because I feel like A, to be totally honest, I might have let some people down because in the recovery um, community that I'm in that shall remain nameless. I'm sure you can guess what it is. I've kind of been bad. I mean, I've, I've just kind of dropped off a little bit. I haven't been as, as perceptive or um, diligent about my recovery the way that I once was. I 
have not been doing the same thing that I used to do with like counting my days the way that I had because to be totally honest, I experienced relapse and um, it's something kind of like hard for me to even say. I like feel kind of like ashamed talking about it. But uh, basically last December when I dropped out of my marathon, I literally relapsed. I picked up again, as they say in the rooms. Um, So one thing led to the next. And before I knew it, I was right back to where I started. And so in order for me to not beat myself up about it, um, I still look at that cumulative time that I had sober. And it's not like it all disappeared when I picked back up, um, when I relapsed. I just, you know, dusted myself off, called some friends that were also in recovery, and tried to get my best to get back on the wagon. That said, it's been helpful for me to not think about things in terms of a streak or from like starting on this day, staying sober to this day, um, the way that I was before, but rather just like cumulative time. And because I really was so tethered to my recovery um, as I was getting really into running and stuff, it is kind of awesome that I tie so much of my running to sobriety. So it was pretty easy for me to dust myself off and then get back into training and think about running as like the thing that kind of keeps me sober. But that said, I learned that I can't have one exchange, one be um exactly in exchange for the other so like you know if I don't have running for whatever reason in my life someday in the future who knows why like I don't know if I have something else in my life going on I can't think of it like well while I have running I'll stay sober because maybe I won't always have running I don't know it's a luxury to be able to run and I'm learning that I need to tether my sobriety to other things too it can't just be how running goes because like as we see dropping out of that race last December led me to a relapse. And so that said, I've learned a lot about how addiction and athleticism go hand in hand for me personally. And I've noticed that, you know, I'm not the only one. There are a lot of athletes out there that if you do your research and just notice like, you know, Rich Roll or other people in the community that have been very open about their addictions um, and then how they've transcended those addictions into positive things like training and getting really into a sport like running or triathlon they go hand in hand for a reason and I believe that's because you have to be a certain kind of determined person to be an addict like you you have to really uh get crafty and put your energy direct your energy to something 100% to make it work especially if you're in the throes of active addiction. I know for me, for example, like getting away with it, as they say, or being functioning in my addiction took a lot of work, so much work um, of just, you know, the lies and the sneaking around and like all of the things that you have to do to just make make ends meet, even financially. It's so expensive, like just having having the ways to make your addiction work for you until ultimately it obviously doesn't and that's when you rock bottom and have to like get your act together all of that work um you learn how to like plot and and plan in a way that I think once you're out of the addiction you direct towards something good and productive so for me when I got sober I had all this energy to direct towards really thinking about how to train and fuel and recover 
the best that I possibly could. And I think that's why I got really good at running, honestly. And I was suddenly um, more available and accountable and could show up to training practices. And that's like when I started to join a track team and show up to track diligently every Tuesday, like my life depended on it. And that's because I think I had the energy and the um, bandwidth that wasn't being diluted by addiction. So yeah, that said, that's kind of how I got into it. And then like, tethered myself so strongly to the running um, and really accounted it to being sober or chalked it all up to being sober. Even when I was doing some of the best races of my life, I would put my sobriety day count on my arm and just accredit it all to that because I would say to myself, to thine own self be true, which is the the thing written on the coins I have sitting above me right now of um, coins that I have from recovery that are like time time accumulated sober that have little mantras on them and yeah so anyway so what I'm saying is is that my sobriety really fueled my running and got me really good and it's no coincidence because the other athletes that I know in the community that are very fast um, that happen to come from that addiction background have a very similar path and so I relate to that a lot But like I said, uh, things came to a screeching halt last December when I relapsed, when I picked back up. Uh, And it took literally no time at all for my life to completely explode again. I mean, in a weird way, I'm glad that it happened the way that it did, because if it had been a little bit easier, if I had had maybe an okay, okay relapse or if I had relapsed and it was like nothing ever happened, uh, maybe it would be harder for me to know like my path now but that said it was very humbling to know that it's not a given like your sobriety has to be work it's something that you have to stay on top of and I've heard stories time and time again about people who will have you know 10 years sober or 15 years sober and then suddenly on a random day with not a cloud in the sky they will go and pick up and relapse so it's very humbling to say the least And but I I, I also just have used it as a chance to look at why, like what things led me to relapse and what are my triggers? What are the things that kind of get me off kilter? And I've noticed for myself, some of those things have to do with interpersonal relationships or who I decide to surround myself with or who I let into my life. And I noticed months before I relapsed, um, I started to kind of drop off from the community that I was in of sober people. And I stopped checking in the way that I was. I was checking in here and there, but just not the way that I was. And um, even when I relapsed, some people who knew me in recovery said that they saw my relapse coming like months before it actually happened. They're like, you were going to relapse months ago. They saw it in me. And I thought that was really fascinating because it's almost like they could tell that my wheels were turning of premeditated relapse or starting to have these thoughts of like, well, maybe I'm not an addict. Maybe maybe I can get away with this. And um, deep down, once you know that you have that affliction, you can't unknow it. It's just something that you know about yourself. You're just like you you can't lie to yourself and once you even just start doing the work in recovery, it's very hard to then go drink on top of that. And it doesn't feel good. There's a saying in the rooms about how if you have a head full of AA and then you have a belly full of booze, 
it's a terrible combination because you're just sitting there drunk like this didn't do anything like this didn't fix any problems and you just are so aware of it and while that wasn't exactly what happened to me the feeling that I had the next day was god that was so stupid like that didn't fix anything and it just was me chasing my own tail spinning myself spinning my my wheels and just really dumb all around so what I want to talk about is this idea that that driving force that gets me out of bed every morning to the gym, training hard, like putting my head down, doing the work when no one's watching, that comes from something beyond me. That comes from some external force. Most people don't have that. They just kind of are happy living a comfortable life. They don't want to hurt. They don't want to feel pain. But I believe athletes have that streak of they want that pain. They want that discomfort because with that discomfort comes the greatest rewards. And they want that feeling of satisfaction and gratification from working really, really, really hard, whether that's at race day or on a time trial or just seeing the fruits of their labors actualized in fast times or performance. And so for me, I get so much out of seeing my um, times or just seeing the way my body looks and the reflection when I know I'm working hard and that I'm the one that's responsible for how I feel. And it's that feeling that I get because I think I have so much baggage and trauma from all of the years I spent as just a fashion model, this anonymous body that was supposed to look a certain way and do certain things and pose and shut up and look pretty. All of that, I tried so hard to get away from that. I literally ran so fast and far to get away from that person that I think that that fueled me to turn into the athlete that I am now. And that it's no coincidence that I run as hard as I do because I'm running away from this like awful traumatic background. And well, yes, there were some good things about my modeling life, and I'm glad that that was my life. I'm glad it brought me to New York, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not going to say it was the worst thing in the world. It wasn't fun, and it wasn't me. It was not me. I was not tethered to that identity. I never saw myself as a model. Um, it just didn't really match me, and the lifestyle itself just felt very superficial. And like, even just having anyone just criticize me for how my measurements were or what my face looked like on any given day that stuff is so stupid like who freaking cares I don't I just like couldn't understand how any of my worth could be tethered to that kind of stuff when I just want to be known for what I can do with my body not how it looks solely so that's why I think I got so excited and tethered to running is because I'm like oh okay like I can show up and do some crazy stuff and that's what that's what I can be known for and it comes from within. It's it's not something that you can, that anyone else can give you. So that said, um, I also think that the underlying thing with addiction or this like root cause of addiction or foundation of addiction, I believe is trauma. And I've talked about this with my mom because we've gone back and forth a lot about like addiction and where it comes from. Because, you know, in my family, there's definitely addiction present that's something that's been kind of like throughout the generations we have certain stories that like our family has told and without getting too personal it's there it's very much there um it's in my blood and 
while some people, they see addiction as this horrible thing, I'm just aware of it because I know where I come from. And I believe wholeheartedly that a lot of addiction gets fueled by trauma. And so if you don't have that trauma and maybe you have addiction tendencies or something, it's easier to navigate it. So, you know, if you if you don't have the things to try to run away from in your life or the horrors or whatever, then it's easier when you when you don't have that. So because I do, um, I think that that's why addiction is like something that I've had to I've struggled with over the years. And that said, I think that like finding this outlet or finding running has been something that's very much helped me break that pattern or at least give myself freedom from the addiction tendencies for long periods of time. So while I don't look at my um, recovery as one long streak the way I used to, where I'd be like, okay, you know, 700 days, okay, 800 days, 900 days. Now I just look at cumulative chunks of time sober. And I get really proud of that because I see how I can use my energy towards other things to keep me on those streaks, but not focus too much on like the time consistently as one. So what I guess I'm saying is that I like to just like find the things to direct my energy towards, whether that's running or creative endeavors, even just work. Um, Give myself to that in order to not surrender to the substance, which is my problem. That's my Achilles heel in life, I think, is falling into um, the haze and spell of being addicted to something like alcohol. But that said, um, I'm no expert. And I think that like being honest and open about my recovery journey and being like, yeah, guys, I had a lot of time sober and I relapsed just makes it that much more real. And while I'm aware of being an addict, and I don't have it all perfect. I don't have like 10 years under my belt where I can say as an old timer in the rooms, like, I know how to be sober. This is what to do. I don't know. I think I know. And I think that these things have helped me, which is like having a positive community, being of service to other people, um, whether that's people who are trying to get sober or just friends, like having positive, healthy friendships and doing service or just like being there for a friend through a bad day or a bad breakup or whatever. That's helped me a lot with my own sobriety, as well as coaching athletes like that. It has nothing to do with sobriety, but just have, helping other people be the best version of themselves they can possibly be. That keeps me sober and that keeps me driven. And just working on passion projects and going out and shooting portraits and having fun with people that I work, work with, working on um, videos and stuff like that keeps me sober because it's something to direct my energy towards that's positive and um yeah and then obviously the running and so I think for now I try to like in order to stay sober I truly think of it as an act of self-love and like what kind of things I can do that show self-care so if that means being extra nice to myself and dropping extra money on a food that I like or going and getting my nails done because I feel like I should and just silly stuff like that Little things like that are like investments in myself that are just keeping me sober and keeping me in check and saying like, yeah, I'm putting myself on a pedestal and taking care of myself like I'm my own best friend. And that's going to keep me keep me connected to my recovery. So while this episode kind of turned into like a little bit of a like relapse, um, (laughs) hashing out my relapse, I also think that it's really important to notice that 
I took that, I've taken this addiction or taken this awareness of my disease of addiction and used it for good, not evil. And even though I don't have all the answers about it or like how to like fix it for good, I know the tools to kind of keep me in check. And one of those things is just, you know, radical self-care. And then that leads to then, you know, being the best athlete I can be because I'm taking such good care of myself. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. It's exciting to start thinking about what that can then now lead to because obviously that DNF in that race led to relapse. So I got a little bit gun shy um, about races because I was afraid if I sign up for another race and I DNF again, I'm going to just keep relapsing. (laughs) So I was like, I'm going to take a second let this all sink in and um, keep building my base up before I go after another race. Luckily, it's the dead of winter, so it's not like there are a million races that are calling my name. But I am starting to get an idea of where I'm going to direct my training towards in these next few months. So that's exciting. And um, I'm doing it fearlessly. And I'm just confidently going into 2022 knowing that I'm just doing the best I can. (laughs) So anyway, that said, that's where I am at right now. Um, I think addiction in a weird way is a gift. They talk about the grateful alcoholic and how like once you've hit that rock bottom, you become very, very grateful for your life in recovery. It's almost like if you had never been an addict at all, if you never even went down to that, down that path, you wouldn't think about things the way that you do. It gives you such a perspective of like what value there is and like, strong friendships and having a roof over your head and a hot shower and all these amazing things that you can do with your body it just feels so much better when you know what it's like to have that taken away and so I am grateful and it's weird like I I don't think I would want it any other way and like while I have kind of an unconventional bohemian life as this person that I am um I love it (laughs) I'm pretty happy so yeah That's my episode uh, for today. Until next time, just be fast. Just win.